Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to see all of y'all here today, all of your smiling faces. Well, some of you are smiling. Some of you are not quite awake yet. I'm glad you're joining us by live stream today. If you're worshiping by live stream with us, say, say hello. Hold your dog up to the camera and let us see you. Just say hello. Uh, say hi from your dog. Um, I got a couple of announcements today. This is a very special Sunday. It's Confirmation Sunday. And Pastor Andy has been working with a special group of young people for several weeks now, teaching them. He does such a great job. And we have today at 11 o'clock service, so y'all can come back and be a part of this if you want to, or, or tune in by live stream. We have three of our, our young people, uh, Parker Casey, Genevieve Corley, and Bay Brown, that will all be taking their vows before the church, and Bay will be uh, being baptized today. And it's just a special day, so, so we're excited about that. Uh, right, after this, right after this service, in between this service and Sunday school, uh, we'll have coffee out there. Our Inviting Ministries has a really great coffee shop out there called Hebrews. And coffee's good, fellowship's good. It's just a way to get a little pick-me-up on your way to Sunday school. Uh, Sunday school class, the one that Pastor Andy's been helping with, is going to be meeting in room 208, just, just a FYI. And you can get involved in a small group, too, because we're doing um, uh, 40 days of prayer Bible study. We've got three different opportunities for that. I teach a class on, on Wednesdays from at 11 o'clock and at 6 o'clock. Harriet Murray teaches one on Wednesdays at 6. And then Men at the Well does a Zoom version of this on Thursday mornings at 7 for all of you early birds out there. Uh, this coming Wednesday night, in addition to all of our Bible studies and things like that, um, I want to give you a, a chance to eat some really good chicken and support a really good cause. Uh, Wednesday night Chick is Chick-fil-A, uh, is Glencoe Basketball Chick-fil-A uh, night at Chick-fil-A. So, Eat some of the Lord's chicken and help the Glencoe basketball team. They're very special to us, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, one more thing. Uh, just for the children's ministry, something to look forward to for you guys. On April the 16th at 11 o'clock, we're having an Easter egg hunt here at the church. And it's not just going to be Easter eggs. There's going to be refreshments. There's going to be arts and crafts. There's going to be, there might be a person dressed up as an Easter bunny. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. All right. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. You're so, so good to us. You've given us this beautiful day to worship. And we want to worship you with our whole hearts. And so, Lord, help us to set aside every worry that we have about tomorrow and every regret we have about yesterday and just be in the here and now and worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you stand together and worship?
so glad to see all of you here this morning and thank you all for sounding good out there I actually have one ear coming in for y'all so I'd love to hear it And paid the cost, oh 
the time of the service we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering and also the kids are welcome to go to kids church y'all are going to have a blast as always um this Catherine's so much fun 
And as we talk about tithes and offerings, one of the ways you can give is by giving of your time and helping with Children's Church. Uh, it's always, you would be blessed. Uh, I'm going to pray from up here. I think my battery's died in my microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> so as we prepare this time of tithe and offering, there is an offering plate in the front and one in the back. Um, and if you're watching online, you can give online as well. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can be here this morning, gathered together and worshiping you. Uh, we pray right now that every gift that is given will be used for your kingdom. God, that you will use it to do your work here in Gadsden and around the world. God, we lift up um, those in the Ukraine, God. We lift up those who are suffering. We lift up those who are trying to flee. And God, we pray you will protect them. We pray that you will um, bless those, who, uh, those saints that are taking people in from in surrounding countries. We pray for our Methodist friends at a church in Poland, God. We pray that you will bless them. We pray that as they take in refugees, that you will bless them for that. God, we pray for an end to this war. We pray for peace. Uh, we pay, pray for the people in Russia that are just tied up in all this as well, God. We pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And God, we pray for all the saints here in our church that are um, homebound, those that are suffering in the hospital. God, we pray for your healing. We pray for the caretakers. And Jesus, we pray for us here today that we will be your hands and feet in Gadsden. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Our praise band is absolutely awesome, aren't they? They're incredible. So you heard Pastor Sam say that today was Confirmation Sunday, and you may be wondering, what is that? Especially if you grew up a different denomination, you may not know what that is. And then for some of you, this may bring flashbacks to your confirmation, right? I see Hannah Murray there. I remember Hannah going through confirmation, and then Michael McKibben may have gone through confirmation. I mean, the church is 175 years old. I think he's been helping with youth that long, so you never know. Uh, but when kids are at junior high age, usually, is when we give them the opportunity to go through a confirmation class, to ask questions, to learn the basics, uh, beliefs of, the Christ of Christian faith. Also, they're going to talk about what Methodists believe, right? What might be a little different from us and maybe other churches, uh, but most importantly, they're going to claim the faith for themselves, right? It's going to be not what their parents believe, but they're going to claim it for themselves. This is what I believe. Um, and it's not a rush decision. Uh, we have several two-hour classes where they're going to really get to wrestle with their faith and say, I claim this for myself. So it's not done in fear. It's not a quick decision. It's something we really, really want kids to grasp and understand. So it's really important um, and, and some of you may say, uh, you've never been through confirmation. Sam just offered a confirmation class for adults, and it was awesome, right? So if you've never done something like that, I would encourage you, find out the tr beliefs of the Christian faith. Find out what Methodists believe, you know, really wrestle with that stuff. Um, just like the youth do in confirmation and the youth on Wednesday nights, they continue to ask questions all the time, um, wrestle with scriptures, try to find out what they believe. 
we actually have a question box in the youth room right now, and kids can ask really deep questions. We will use what we call the Wesleyan quadrilateral. You may have heard Pastor Sam say that in his confirmation class, but we're going to balance everything. Scripture is the most important part of that. Everything's going to come back to it, but we also do tradition. What did the church say in the past? What about reason? What about experience? With every question that we do. So I want to encourage all of us, when we think about confirmation, to continue to, to wrestle with questions, put them up against Scripture, find out what we really believe, right? What, is, what does our experience tell us? So in this question box, kids continue to wrestle with their faith. They will ask us questions about life, about fear. Why does God allow bad things to happen? Recently, we had to answer the question, why is Jesus betrayed as white-skinned in a lot of the art that we see, right? Because he would have had darker skin that we had to answer. Some deep, deep theological questions. And then we also get questions about why my bald spot is increasingly growing every day, right? So we have deep questions in our question box. But we want all of us as a church to continue to wrestle with questions. Uh, I just want to point out, too, for Confirmation Sunday, we have the best youth leaders in the world here in this church. I really mean that. So, and two of them are here right now. I have Carmen and Michael over there. As I said, Michael, Carmen's not that old, but Michael has been one of our helpers for 175 years here in the church. So, um, but we have in our youth group, um, we have leaders, uh, usually, and we have, sorry, we, our adult leaders all come from different places, different backgrounds, different opinions, and kids just get such a wide variety in growing in their faith, and I love it. And so do our kids. Our kids come from a bunch of different places. They come from different schools. Uh, we have kids from Glencoe, from Gaston, from Gadsden City, Gadsden Middle, um, homeschool. We, they're, they're from all over. So I want you to understand that about our youth program, and they all love each other. It is awesome. It's awesome. Um, but we hear in our youth program, we hear of kids, when they go off to college, they will come back and tell us how meaningful our church was. So thank you for providing that space for them, um, and our children's ministry as well. We have kids who visit from other churches, um, different backgrounds. They come here, and they love this place. They love how welcoming it is, and you all have created that space for them. When they hear, one of the things, when they hear that we have uh, Methodist Church has female clergy, and females are called into leadership and can be served by God in the same way. It is so meaningful to so many people when they come and visit this place. So I thank you for that. And how welcoming and loving, especially on Wednesday nights at our meals, how welcoming everybody in our church is to kids. When they, we have so many kids that visit that are not church members, and y'all make it possible for them to do that. Um, so you will hear this scripture that I'm about to read and say, that's an odd scripture to read for Confirmation Sunday, uh, but I always read from the lectionary, or at least I usually try to read from the lectionary, and this was the passage today, and I actually think it fit quite nicely. So this is Luke 13, 1 through 9. Here's what it says. At the very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans. So this is people talking to Jesus. That time there were people present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed where the tower of Shalom fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. 
Then Jesus gives the, the parable of the barren fig tree. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should I be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. So the beginning of this passage, um, it says there's some piece of people present. We don't know much about these people. They're just people who are present. And they're beginning to ask Jesus and tell him about these events where people died horrific deaths. Um, and we don't know, like I said, we don't know much of the context of those events. Um, but we do know that these people are asking questions these group of Galileans, their deaths were terrible. Is it because they sinned more than us or did worse things than us? We still ask those questions today, don't we? When we see something bad happen to somebody, sometimes we think they must be way worse than we are, right? But uh, listen to Jesus' response. The answer to both is no. They didn't, they're not worse sinners than us. We all need to repent. Every one of us, everybody present here, we all have sin in our lives, there's things that we have done wrong. There's things that we're going to do wrong in the future. There's things that we're going to do wrong probably today. Um, and like I said, we still blame. We try to say that we're better than other people. We've got it more together than other people. But all of us, and it's one of the things we talked about in confirmation with the kids, we are all in need to confess that we need Jesus, every one of us. We're all on equal playing field with that. Um, so the people will hear talking about sin. And what is sin? Sin is anything that separates us from God. So God's still with us, right? But we're making decisions to go in the opposite direction of the things of God when we sin. Um, we could say sin are those things that are opposite of the things of God. And repent means to turn away, to go in a different direction. So let's go towards Jesus and away from the things that harm ourselves and those things that harm others. We are all in need of repentance, in need of a savior. In confirmation, uh, in the next service, we are gonna ask some questions found in the hymnal in our profession of faith at confirmation. Uh, it's on page 34 if you wanna look at it. But the first question I asked that, but they're gonna be asked is, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? What a reminder for all of us. We have to come back to this and remind ourselves of this once in a while. We all need to repent of our sin, every one of us here. Not one of us is perfect and blameless. Today, what is it that you need to turn away from, move in the opposite direction of? When we take Holy Communion, we all kneel together, all in the same way, acknowledging that we need Jesus, don't we? We all have spiritual forces of wickedness. We all know that we have those in the world. Just turn on the news, look what's happening in Ukraine. Look at pe how people treat their neighbors. Now we're gonna mess up sometimes and fall into these temptations of the world, but may we remind ourselves we have re Jesus and we reject these things, we repent, we strive to go in the other direction. We turn away from that. We turn away from those things that bring harm to ourselves, harm to others, we run towards God. The next question that we ask the kids today do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression 
in whatever forms they present themselves. God is powerful and gives us the freedom to resist this stuff, right? We can't do it on our own. God can help us stand for justice and lead us to stand against oppression. I want you to look at the United Methodist Hymnal. You see that? And you'll see this logo uh, at some spots around the church. You see this cross and that red flame? That red flame is the Holy Spirit. Whenever we see it, may we be reminded the Holy Spirit is with us. We have the power to resist this stuff. We have the power to fight for justice because the Holy Spirit is with us. Whether this is your first Sunday here or you've been in this church your whole life, we all need the power of the Holy Spirit, and we're all able to resist this. Um, So oppression, when we see people who are treated unfairly, unwelcomed, unloved, may we see people instead the way Jesus sees them, that everybody's welcomed, everybody's deserving of food, shelter, and a safe place to feel loved and welcome. And as I said, everybody deserves food. I see Pat Walker right there, started the ladle of love. It's amazing, because we do just that here. Do you confess, this is the next question, do you confess Jesus Christ as Savior? Put your whole trust in His grace and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. In this scripture, Jesus reminds us of our need to repent and confess. And I ask us today, do we confess Jesus as our Savior? We need this reminder. We need to remind ourselves of this daily. Um, And then also, don't you love in the Methodist hymnal the way it says, the church is open to all people. Uh, We want everyone, everyone to experience God's grace and God's love. I don't know if you've seen the logo on a lot of our doors here. It says, open hearts, open minds, open doors. We celebrate that the church is for all people. And as this is a a youth celebration uh, for confirmation, especially in the next service, I love it. I said our kids all come from different schools. They have different hobbies, different interests, and they're very diverse. Our leaders are diverse, and I love it. Everybody is welcomed, and they feel it. They know it. I'm going to brag about our youth group for a minute because I've never seen this. I've been doing youth for a long time. Right now, we have kids that doesn't seem like there's any cliques. They all love each other, and they're all so different. But they love to see each other, to encourage one another. I'm honored to serve with this group of young people. And they get the idea that the church is for everybody. They truly do. They understand that that's what a church needs to do, is to love and welcome every single person. Then Jesus, in this passage, Jesus talked about the fig tree. Um, and yes, when I read that, it did say manure in it, all right? So I know somebody, somebody here thought that was funny. Um, did you notice that the parable, a man says to the gardener, the tree has no fruit, cut it down. And the farmer says, wait, wait, another year. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Aren't you glad that God is patient with us that doesn't say cut us down? Give him more time. Give him more time. God is so patient, so patient with each of us, right? Because you know we are the tree in this story, that we are supposed to be bearing fruit. We're supposed to be showing the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Those are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Sometimes we're not showing those. And you know what God says? Give them more time. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on them right? And how quickly we give up on other people. But God says, don't give up on them yet. I'm still working on them. I'm still working on them. 
So you may be here watching online and think that God has given up on you or stopped loving you because of the mistakes or the lack of fruit in your life. Be reminded God loves you. God is still working on you. God says, spend some time with me. I want to give you nutrition. I want to help you grow. I want, to, I want to prune those things in your life that need to be taken care of so you can produce fruit. God has not given up on you. Um, but we're also reminded in this passage that we should be showing fruit in our lives. And like I said, those are love, joy, peace, patience, um, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We should see that growth in our lives. We should be growing as disciples uh, growing in our love for God and growing in our love for other people. That's one of these things that at confirmation, it's not just a one-time commitment, right? We are, kids are on a journey, and all of us are on a journey to continue to grow in the grace of Jesus. It doesn't stop with just a prayer. We continue to grow. It's a, it's a lifelong thing to grow. Um, doesn't mean we're going to get it right all the time, doesn't mean that we're going to have great fruit all the time. We're going to have times where we mess up. May we continue to go back to the farmer and say, help us grow. Help us grow. Um, that's the importance of gathering in the church, the importance of gathering with other believers in your small group, uh, in our prayer team, whatever group it is you want to join, be a part of, to be with other people, to help, help your friends grow. And you will grow also. Um, we ask the youth today, and I ask you, will you be faithful with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? It's the vow we take when we join the church. We continue to do that because that helps us grow in our faith and it helps others grow. Also, this scripture did mention manure, and I couldn't help but think when I read this passage about 15 times, I kept thinking, there's a statement that people say, Manure happens, right? That's the way I'll word it today in church. Manure happens. When manure happens in our lives, right? Even through that, Jesus, can you help that? Can you make that help me produce fruit in my life? Can I grow from that? Can I grow closer to you and better at loving others through that? So I want to close with this. Let us, through the season of Lent, imagine that we are the tree that we need to, those things that we've taken away or those things we've added, may God use them to help us produce fruit. What areas of our lives need nutrition, need growth? What areas need pruding? Um, today, we remind ourselves we need Jesus. We need work on our hearts done. We need to be growing and producing fruit. But may we also be patient with other people who are still growing. Let's pray. Loving God, we celebrate today that people are making a commitment to you. We celebrate that we have new people joining our church. We celebrate that we have young people in our church. We celebrate our kids and our youth programs. And God, this morning, we, we ask that you will help us to produce fruit as individuals. We pray that you will get rid of those things in our lives that are dragging us down, that are causing us to not share your love with others. God, we pray that we will spend time with you. We pray that we will, we will gather with other believers. God, show us what it is in our lives that you, want to, that you want to change, ways that you want us to grow. God, we thank you for this. We thank you for today. We thank you for confirmation. We thank you for Jesus. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Um
Surrender 
So as we leave here today, I just wanted to share that I, I take classes over at Emory and I'm a part of several uh, groups with other pastors. And you wouldn't believe how many ministers that I meet that say, we haven't had a young person in our church in 10 years, right? That's a normal thing to hear in, in not just Methodist, but churches. We have kids here all the time, especially on Wednesdays. If God lays it on your heart, when you hear about kids getting confirmed and, and making a commitment to Christ, when you hear those things, if you want to get involved and help Catherine, she's right down the hall. She would love to have your help. But as we leave here, may we see ourselves as the tree. And may we say, Jesus, would you help me grow? Would you help me grow? Go in peace.